The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Is now underway for a national centre for research and remembrance to honour survivors and former residents of institutions like industrial schools, Magdalen laundries, mother and baby homes, and reformatories. However, the centre and the government have both come in for criticisms for not consulting survivors enough. Well, I'm joined now by Magdalen survivor and author of Girl in the Tunnel, Maureen Sullivan. Maureen, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, why were you the girl in the tunnel? Well, I was put into a Magdalene laundry because I was abused by my stepfather in the home. And when anyone came in to visit, I shouldn't have been in a laundry as a 12-year-old. So the reason why they didn't put me into St. Aidan's with the young children was they were afraid that I would speak about what happened to me. Oh, you you were, um, to use the words of the time, you were defiled. Yes. So therefore you were not an innocent and you could not be in the company of innocents. Yeah, yeah. I might... uh, talk about what happened, you see. But you hadn't a clue, really. No, I did not. I didn't even know, what. didn't understand what it was all about. I just knew that my life was destroyed as a child and I was in an awful lot of pain. That I knew, Mm. but I had nobody to give me a little bit of comfort or anything. You talk about when your period arrived, you you hadn't a clue. Hadn't a clue. Yeah. That's right. That's how innocent you innocent. were. Innocent. We were time. very innocent in them days. Don't forget, we'd no television or radio or anything in them days. We didn't know nothing. So, so you should not have been, as a 12 year old, in a Magdalene laundry. No. So they hid you. They hid me. And anyone, what the nun used to say to me was, come along now, Francis, uh, the men in the suits are coming. That's all I ever knew. I don't know who the men in the suits were. From what I've been told and the research has been done, that visitors, uh, inspectors wouldn't have been in all that much. So I'm just thinking that would have been owners of hotels to see what capacity they had to do all the work. That's the kind of work that was being done in the laundries for for the hospitality industry and so on. Yes, um, you you were in a number of places, isn't that so? I was, I call it now trafficked. I was in New Ross, Athai and the Blind School in Merriam. That was my last stop was the Blind School in Merriam, which I loved there. It was yeah. nice. Life got easier in there. Yeah, compared to the Magdalene yes. laundries before. Yeah. Uh, eventually, um, I was going to say you escaped. You You were able to leave. I was able to leave. My uh, shoes was hurting me. So and I asked for wages and I was put out the next day. Okay, but but then you made a life for yourself. Well, it was very difficult. I had no home to go. I was homeless then. I I couldn't go back to my home again. And my mother left my stepfather. Um, we headed off to England. We landed in England with no money. We so we lived in parks, and we went to the Irish Centre, and they got us uh, the first time we got a room. So we got little jobs here and there where we could, where you didn't have to give much about where you finished your education. So eventually I got on my feet. It took yeah. some time. And I know you, you uh, I think you had two husbands, is that so? Yeah, yeah. But you also managed to buy your own council house from the council. Yes, I did. So yeah. you did make I did. a good life Help for Help of good people. You see, yeah. it takes a few good people to change your life. So that's why when I introduce you as Girl in the Tunnel, yeah. uh, that explains uh, the title and, and also your backstory. Yeah. Now, what do you make of the plans for this Remembrance Centre? I uh, totally, at, at first, I was very sceptical. I was on two minds. I didn't understand what it was all about. I sat down and spoke with people. There's some survivors don't want it. There's some survivors that does want it. 
I think we need one to be kept for our history. This is our Irish history. And if we don't keep one of the laundries, our history is gone. So have I, you seen the plans for... I have, yes. Uh, and what do you think? I think it's very good. I, I, Can you I'm describe totally it to our listeners, agree. what it's like? Well, we're going to have an education department in it. We're going to have a museum, which I think the National Museum will be looking after that. And that's important because they'll be in charge of it. Um do they have still the machinery, like the washing machines, the dryers, the, the industrial irons, the pressing machines? Yes, they do. They do have some of them. As far as I know, the National Muse- Museum has some of them and they'll probably put them in there and they will take care of things. That That's brilliant. That would be a great thing to happen. And uh, I I totally agree with it. All the survivors that I've been speaking to in the last few days all want it. They all want it, so yes. they're in favour of it. Yeah, but and I'm not saying all survivors, no, but a, a majority of them do. And those who don't want it, what would be the reason for not wanting to remind the state and everybody else, yeah. society in general, of its failures? Yeah, well, in, in fairness, I don't think there has been enough communication with the survivors for them to want it. They haven't sat down and spoke with the survivors and have meetings and, you know, let them know what's going on. I mean, would some people find the reminder of what they went through as as younger women uh, a torment? Well, look, at if it was a torment, it always will be a torment. So, I mean, if we were able to speak about our stories and where Christine Buckley opened up the centre for us. The late Christine. The great own, late yeah. Christine Buckley, a powerful woman. And I mean, she'd want this. I know that Christine would want this. I mean... We'll always have that misery in the back of our minds. But if we talk about our stories and everything, does that not bring us back to where we were? Why, yeah. why worry about uh, the laundry? It's, it, you know, it, it's our history. It can't go away. We need it. Um, for many years, of course, it was all brushed under the carpet. Carpet. And now we're bringing it out into the open. This is good. This is a brilliant thing that's being yeah. shown and, and happened as a... A now, museum. Now, the concerns are about consultation that uh, the department uh, responsible for this and the funding of it and so on, that they haven't been listening. They've invited consultation, but it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, find find me if you can. Yeah, but in fairness too, there's two sides to that. Uh, there's a lot of different survivor groups and it's very, very difficult to have all different groups in a room and one against the other, that is very difficult to deal with. Um, so, I mean, we have to be fair to both sides. Uh, I think if we can sit down and discuss this in a proper manner, I th- I think we can get places and I definitely agree with it going ahead. When you look back on your own experience and how you were um, basically abducted as a, yeah. a 12-year-old, who do you blame? I mean, obviously you were abused by your stepfather. Yes. Uh, he should have been jailed. Yes, yes. For, for that. But do you blame, you know, society in general? Do you blame uh, your family for not taking action? Do you blame the government for even allowing the institutions to, to persist, like Magdalene Laundries, for so-called fallen women? Yeah, I do, Pat. And you've brought up a very good question there. I think my mother, my mother was remarried. She had two marriages. We were the first family and we're only after doing research now and it was a solicitor actually that told me we didn't count anymore in the church we weren't uh, immediate it was the immediate family was the family unit 
we didn't we didn't matter. And I don't think that my mother was strong enough woman to go and she should have stood up and shouldn't have allowed it to happen. But I don't think she was strong enough at that time. I think it was the first time my mother knew that what happened when the nun that was very good to me uh, called her down and told her the story that I what I had said. And my mother was in shock and oh, and she said, I knew there was something wrong with Maureen. She says, but I, I didn't know it was that. Um, and when you talk to your mother later on in life, what what did she say about she that She always period? said to me she was sorry. OK. But she wasn't strong enough. She couldn't deal with it. No, but she I mean, how many people... She was abused herself, more than likely. She was abused but, herself. The government is to blame. Who asked when I left school? Who in authority said, where has Maureen Sullivan gone? She's not in school anymore. I was still being marked into school when I was in Euros. They still put the tick still, on the road? Yes. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. And and it would have been a very strong person indeed who would have stood up to it was very uh, Mother strong. Church yeah. at the time. Yeah. And my mother was very, very much a Catholic and believed in the church. And that's her belief. And it would have been very difficult for my mother to go up against the church. Um, when we think back to that very dark period and there are so many people who were um, in your case, abducted and many others put in by their own families because yes. of the oh, shame. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure, you know, whether neighbours would have, you know, pilloried them and whether they would have been embarrassed by neighbours. Certainly they would have been pilloried by the church authorities at the time for yeah. having, you know, a child who was born out of wedlock or yes. whatever. Yes. Um, how do you remember all of that in a centre? And those who were sent off to reform schools, reformatories so-called... Yes who shouldn't have been as children, really. Yes. Well, my eldest brother, he was in Artane. We used uh, to be threatened with Artane, yeah. by the way, when I was at school. If I you don't behave, of, yeah. you'll go to Artane. Lots of people told me that, that were threatened with it. Um, yeah, and, my, and I had uh, an aunt of mine had two girls. One was sold out to America and the other girl is here in Ireland and their sisters never knew that they had a sister. I mean, that is so sad. There's so sad stories out there. It's heartbreaking. So in order to have the input from people like yourself into this new um, remembrance facility, how do you think it should be done? I mean, there is an online place where people can click and contribute, but that to me doesn't seem like a satisfactory way to do it. No, I don't think so. I think we need to sit down and talk about how it should be done, who should be in charge and what way it should be run and all this and all come to a reasonable agreement, not one contradicting the other. We have to sit down and speak properly about this. But we mustn't forget Christine, Christine Buckley. Uh, she would I know she would want this today. Absolutely. I yeah. remember Christine well. I interviewed oh, her so many times. Woman. Such a powerful yeah. woman. Yeah. Powerful, powerful woman. woman. Well, Maureen, thank you very much for joining you, us here. Pat. Your book is to be recommended to all and sundry. I hope it's still available in it the bookshop. It is, bookshops. yes. Yeah. Girl in the Tunnel, it is called. Magdalene Survivor and much more. Maureen, thank you very much for thank joining so us much, on Pat. the programme this morning. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.